Welcome to Rose Radio. I'm your host, Marley Harris, and I'm here to talk to you about all things entrepreneurial, personal growth, and self-development with a side of spiritual woo-woo. I successfully turned my side hustle into a full-time career while traveling the world and living a life I've only dreamed of. I hope by listening to this show, I inspire all you little rosebuds to do the same. Thanks for listening. Now enjoy the show. Okay, welcome back everyone to the Rose Radio Podcast. I'm so excited to have one of my favorite people here, Jenna Miller. And today we are going to be talking about all things um, divine feminine, tapping into your feminine, what it means to be a female business owner and feeling burnt out, constantly in their masculine, and how important it is to tap into that feminine power and how it can honestly change your life. I've been learning so much about this, so I want to get an expert on the pod to teach us all the goodies and the goss when it comes to uh, being your feminine, being honestly just like tapping into that sexy feminine power. Jenna is like seriously the expert. I go to her whenever I need any advice on this and I feel like, Jenna, you've always been this for people. Like, I know you have stories of, like, being on the playground and, like, everyone coming to you for, like, advice on, like, sex and, like, growing up and, like, puberty. So I would love if you could, like, introduce yourself and honestly where this passion just really came from. Like, how did you get into this? Um, I mean, I know the story, but I would love for you to share it to the audience because it's, like, my favorite story ever. Yeah. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. And yeah, please introduce yourself and how you got into this. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. This is like super exciting. It's the first podcast I've ever been on. And obviously I am obsessed with you and I listen to this podcast every week. So I'm super (laughs) excited to be here. Um, So yeah, where my background came from in sacred sexuality, uh, it started from a pretty young age. Like I think um, I couldn't really put an, an age on it, but I grew up in a household with a dad as a physician and a mom as a spiritual mentor. So it was kind of this like wild blend of two people who I could basically ask anything to and then also get a, a like uh, anatomically correct uh, explanation to things. So I think ever since I was young, I had that kind of curiosity for sex and intimacy. Um, I remember like wanting to watch all the uh, shows late at night on TV, like learning about um, sex. There was one particular show, I forget what channel it was on, it was called Sex, Toys and Chocolates. And I would stay up with my sister just to to be on there and learn about vibrators and whatever was happening in the world. So I remember this deep curiosity for um kind of all of the things that we put under a blanket and like hide in society. So the more of those taboo um, things that people just put a lot of shame around or um, say like, no, no, no to. I've always been someone who's kind of like, well, why? Why are we doing that? Why are we not chatting about it? This is, you know, for me, sex is something as simple as, you know, breathing, sleeping, eating. It's um, a basic human necessity. So for me, it's really important. Um, So yeah, I after I went to university, like I did a very traditional path. um, And uh, in the university, I studied sociology and psychology. I did some um, human like sex courses within university and thought I'd go down the route of being like a sex therapist. 
Um, but I ultimately figured out that wasn't really the path for me and that there was definitely something more rooted in spirituality that um, would form, I would form into. And I think that was a lot of my mom's um, impression on me that was kind of guiding that uh, to something different. So after I left university, I, you know, I had an undergrad degree and I was kind of like, well, what now? And um, I came across a Tantra course that was online and I decided to take it. And funny enough, it was actually my mom that sent me the link and she said, you know, this is really calling your name. Like, I think you should give this a try. It was like, I think 500 bucks for a virtual e-learning. And this was when e-learning wasn't really that you know, like courses are so big right now, you know, the online coaching industry, but this was kind of like a couple of years ago when that wasn't as such a, um, a phenomenon. So I joined the class. I was like, my eyes were like wide open. I was like, this is where I need to be. This is this beautiful connection of deep intimacy and human connection with this cool thing that no one's, you know, outwardly talking about, which was sex. So from there, I was kind of like, I know this is work I need to work on. And it's been a couple years of developing into um, where I am today, but it's been an exciting path. Okay, it's just so interesting to me. And I was hoping you would mention this, but how you could just like openly talk to your parents about sex, because I feel like that was such a blessing. Well, it's definitely such a blessing for you, because you were allowed to explore that curiosity. Because I think in most mm-hmm. households, like, I know you've mentioned once, like, at dinner, like, talking about sex, like, over the dinner table, which is, like, a normal everyday Tuesday dinner topic, whereas, like, I think in most families, it's, like, very, like, hush-hush, like, oh, no, sex is bad, like, don't talk about sex, like, oh, you're only that age, you can't know about that yet, whereas, like, for you, you were so interested in it, and your parents allowed you and gave you that space for you to be, like, yeah, let's talk about it, like, I think that's so cool, and it's turned into such a beautiful like path and journey for you of like going down this um everlasting curiosity like because you know if you had that curiosity as a child and your parents were like nope nope probably you would have stopped going into it right because when you're young you're impressionable and what your parents say is kind of like what your parents say is the highway so since they gave you that space and that support now you are like able to have this beautiful journey. Whereas maybe if they weren't so open to it, you might not be on this path. Yeah, exactly. And like you were saying, you know, when you're opening, like talking about me being on the playground and being able to chat with girlfriends, like I was the girlfriend that people would be like, well, what, what's a tampon? Like, how do I use that? Or, um, okay, like this is happening in my underpants. Like, is this normal <laughs> or, or whatever, right? And those things that people just feel so much shame and guilt and like, disgust about because women are really truly told like our bodies are are these things we need to hide and conceal and like you know control um and that's you know in the in the commercials that we're consuming in in what we're reading and it's it's just so in our face so a huge part of the work that you know my intention and and hope moving forward here is really bringing that awareness for women to really own their sensual nature so that this next generation of of little people being born into this world know a place where it's okay to talk about the things that you know we once had shamed and and said no because that's where a lot of the healing is going to take place. You know, the generational healing of, um, because truly a lot of the shadow shit comes from sex. Yeah. At the end of the day. 
Mm-hmm. Why do you think it is so shamed? Like, why do you think women feel so much shame to talk about this? I think it's huge. Like, it's, uh, I mean, it's a huge part of probably what we're going through right now globally with um, everything. But, like, patriarchy, I mean, it, it is It is just, we started as a, as a society that was ruled by matriarchy. And then all of this wounded feminine or wounded masculine energy started coming in and leading. And um, I mean, it's it's deep. Like it's not. It's not, there's no simple answer to that question. Um, but it's yeah. been taught like to asking us for, like the most intense question ever. Hit <laughs> <laughs> heavy there. I don't I, yeah. I don't know the answer. I can't say. But you know, it is something that is really embedded in our culture. Is women um, and women tear down other women. Like you know, oh, a woman yeah. wants to wear a cute crop top out to get groceries, and then other women um, are taught, you know, that that's. To, to shame that person or to make that wrong and um it's like a cyclical thing like we just keep pouring into these beliefs about um our women's sensuality and sexuality that it's uh it's taken on a life of its own like a whole situation so yeah. my real intention is definitely to bring more women into the awareness of just like it's safe to be in your full expression in your full radiance and to show up in that way that you desire to because I think at the end of the day, each woman wants to feel sexy. Like each woman wants to feel um, in their body, like pleasure and excitement and, um, you know, to feel ravished. Like that is, I think, just such a, an innate human trait. Okay. Love that. And I totally agree. And this really helps segue to my next question. So I've been learning a lot lately about like the divine feminine and the divine masculine and with a bunch of healers I've been seeing they basically all say that I'm very like in my masculine Mm -hmm. and not tapping into my feminine and one of my biggest like lessons of my lifetime is tapping into that feminine and when I first heard it I was like wait does that mean I'm a man like I was like I didn't know what it meant and like I honestly had no background knowledge in this and the more I learn is it's it's because since I'm working all day, being a business owner, I'm very go, 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 um, making decisions, putting out fires, delegating, which is a very masculine trait. Um, but then I, I know I do have a feminine side to me. So could you just explain to the audience like what it means to be like in your divine feminine, but also as a female, also being in, in, in your masculine? Because I think that can be kind of confusing for people. Because it doesn't, like, literally, my bo- I told my boyfriend about it. He's like, wait, are you a man? Like, he didn't get it. <laughs> so, or he's like, oh, you're being manly. I'm like, no, that's not what that means. But thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> that's so um, cute. So what, so if you could explain, like, what does it mean? Like, what do those traits mean, really? And, like, how important is it to be, <clears throat> pardon me, in your feminine? Mm-hmm. So I want to preface this with, I think that there is a rise of this language that's coming about and so many people are starting to have the conversation around the masculine and the feminine with like a very um, small understanding of what it truly means. And we could have a very long conversation with the masculine and the feminine because it's it's a huge concept. Like it can't really be, so I'm going to try my best, but it can't really be simplified to so much of it. Like, you know, to the smallest degree, like it is a, a That's massive so thing. That's so interesting because, like, the way um, I've been talked about it and like told about it would be that it would it's like not 
they're just easy content to understand so that's really interesting to hear actually yeah and that comes from like my tantra background as well sort of you know the masculine and the feminine coming together like that yin and that yang and creating that wholeness that oneness um so this may be i'm, I'm gonna take it down a, a level but there is breath to the conversation that you could take this to um but i think for the sake of the audience staying in a little bit more of um a less of a woo-woo standpoint yeah. of view um yeah. so if you think of all of us, regardless of gender, have masculine and feminine energy within us. And what really does it disservice is like male and using the words male and female is probably not the best approach because people then think gender and they also think of the traditional um, societal gender roles we assign to those, um, those genders. So that doesn't help us. But if you think of it as a yin and like a yin and a yang, um, they're opposites in that circle, but also a part of the yin is in the yang, like the color. And then again, the part of the yang is in the yin. So there's that white dot in the black space and there's the, the black dot in the white space. And that is a really cool representation, I think, for when you're thinking about the concept that's so big, kind of getting a visual for it. I'm a very visual person of seeing how those two things aren't just half and half of, you know, there's that squiggly line to the yin yang and also a bit of each is in another so it's not that you are masculine or you are feminine we are all both most of us have a predominant energy in which we dance in but you're always weaving between the two and so i'll give you some examples to help with that um but yeah so if and also the other part is there's a wounded masculine energy which is a lot of um what is forward facing of the masculine and then there's a wounded feminine as well then there's the divine or the embodied feminine and the divine um, embodied masculine so i'll give examples for all of those but um if we go to the wounded masculine first that's when you think of uh, someone who's arrogant uh, or being arrogant egotistical um disconnected from their emotions or really like cold blunt stubborn um they endure and strive even when they need rest maybe selfish or forceful that would be in a pinpoint that would be a, a little bit of what the wounded masculine could appear as in qualities in someone then the wounded feminine could appear as depressed, you know, not depression in the grand sense of in a clinical way, but maybe a little bit of that, um, that sorrow, that sadness, that wallowing, um, neediness, oversensitivity, people pleasing is a huge one for the wounded feminine. Um, and that's that comes up a lot in, for business owners as well. Gossip is a big one. Um, jealousy, um, being doubtful, codependence, manipulative or insecure. Those would be other things that would classify as a wounded feminine. So then we move into the divine category. Um, and these would be qualities that someone, you know, who is in a more healthy form of their masculine or feminine energy may present. So the divine feminine or the divine masculine looks like, you know, strong, protective, confident, honest, rational, purposeful, logical, and present. And the divine feminine looks like compassionate, confident, intuitive, creative, abundant, comfortable in her sensuality and sexuality. You know, she's kind, gentle. I said she, but it's a she or he. Um, and receives support from the masculine. So neither of these categories of, of masculine or feminine are just 
a boy and a girl. Um, they really are, you know, I'm sure you could resonate with some of those things that I said in, in all of the categories, you know, you say, you could think, yeah, there's times where I'm jealous or the yeah, there's times where I'm, I'm, uh, selfish or maybe, um, a little insecure. Like there's definitely this flow that we dance through between all of these things. And it's not just two different camps. And I think that's the biggest mistake people put is they put masculine in a box and they put feminine in a box and they try and make everything fit those two things when it's really like this stew of all of these different experiences and feelings and um, traits. Does that make sense? Well, yes. And I've never heard it explained that way. So thank you so much for that. That was so interesting. I, I would actually, and I don't know if this is like common knowledge, but do you know, like, how do you get into your, okay, let's say someone's in their wounded feminine what are some things they could do to get into their like divine like like transition or heal into their divine feminine? This is something I do a lot with my one-on-one clients and it is it is a practice and it can use it does require guidance um, but in a simple sense is bringing awareness to that. So let's use the example of um, being jealous. Um, a jealous trait. So that can something, you know, often be attributed to the feminine. Um, so if I'm appearing jealous or I, you know, my partner's going out for um, beers with his friends and I'm feeling very um, needy or jealous that he's having that experience with someone else other than myself. So bringing the awareness to, okay, this there's some stickiness here. There's a part of me that's feeling something. And bringing that awareness to say, what is that emotion that's coming up? And for me, often, if I have um, jealousy or um, that neediness attached to it, it's because I feel abandoned, um, which is a a wound from childhood, right? Or um, it's a feeling of not feeling like enough. So not feeling like my company is enough or that, you know, someone else can entertain him better or is better company. Um, And having the shifting completely to the awareness to say, okay, actually, there is this part of me right now that needs like what? What do I need right now in order to to feel more whole? Um, Maybe that's um, sitting with myself and actually giving myself some love. Maybe that is um, a conversation with him or myself, um, journaling, meditating, um, an embodiment practice, like actually moving emotions. So, um, you know, when you want to move emotions, you actually have to physically move, right? So maybe um, a flow of sorts or dance. Um, Those are really big things to help shift and transmute an energy that does feel kind of sticky or unwell into something that's helpful in partnership or in yourself um that would be i'd say would be the biggest thing is um bringing that awareness to whatever you're experiencing okay wow that's amazing so you can do it kind of like quite quickly then like if you're feeling those i think i it sounds like the most important thing is just to be obviously like aware of it right Mm -hmm. obviously in partnerships you're going to be triggered in those ways like no one was raised in like a bubble of like perfect case scenario like things are going to come up that trigger you and it sounds like from what you're saying is the most important thing is just to yeah be aware of it and then kind of ask why like why am I feeling this way okay so why is that happening okay why 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 
And that's so helpful. I'm going to definitely use that next time. Like, why are you leaving me? <laughs> Do you want to give me an example of maybe one that does come up for you, whether it's in the wounded masculine with your business or within the wounded feminine within maybe your partnership or your relationship to self? Oh, such a good question. <laughs> the interview turns. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't um, have to if it's uncomfortable, but just to, no, to no, add for I'd another example. To. I would love to. Um, okay, let me think of an example. Okay, I think, I think also I would have to say that in the beginning, beginning of a partnership it can things can happen that are more triggering and then but like once you like talk over and like Mm. realize their outlook and like my outlook that things can it's like easier for me to navigate now because I'm like oh that means that he doesn't mean these awful things that I'm thinking in my head if that makes sense And that's so Um, key to to bring to light because a lot of people think you enter into partnership and it's just like easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. But there's so much learning to be done about another person. Um, I was in a course. It's insane. Yeah, it's like (laughs) we don't just walk into partnership and get it. We don't just walk in there and know our partner's needs and their desires and how they like to be kissed and how they like to be touched and how they want to receive love. Like it's just um, it's crazy to think that that's um a standard we have set I know and I think the best thing I've actually ever done is the love language quiz which I think it sounds so cheesy but like for me like my love language is basically everything but (laughs) um definitely words of affirmation and physical touch which I think is like quite common um with among women and but the thing is when I was first with my partner he was like he wasn't very like he didn't do a lot of words of affirmation so in my mind I was like oh my god he doesn't like me or he's not attracted to me um but then it was as simple as being like okay like can we kind of like I remember one time just like bringing up just kind of like oh no we did the love language quiz together and then I was like oh yeah like I noticed that like words of affirmation isn't very high on your list he's like he's like oh no like I don't give love with like words of affirmation he's like that's like not a thing for me he's like if he's like my number one thing is quality time so like if we're hanging out that's like he's like that's my number one way to show you that like I'm into you I'm like okay well we hang out every day so I think this is good (laughs) but it was just so interesting because like in my mind the way I received love was like words of affirmation and not receiving that so now the thing is I was like so satisfied with every other thing that words of affirmation just didn't even become that big of a deal for me anymore Mm. which is interesting because I like always thought that was going to be something that I needed. But, but now that I've had the conversation with him being like, this is kind of something that I need. <clears throat> Pardon me. He, he's like been really trying and like, he's been like compromising. Like even though it's not, he's like, it doesn't like flow off of his tongue to say, but he, since he knows that's a thing for me, he will try and he's doing, he's killing it. But like <laughs> he does, he's like shifted into that of being a love language for him for me if that makes sense yeah that's super healthy I think one of the big things I do work on with my clients is like having them ask for what they need like as women we're told like there's this whole stigma around asking for for what we need and I think for you to show up and just say you know I would appreciate every now and then for you to to give me some verbal um 
cute like you know what's what's real for you because that's the way I receive love like that's really really powerful and then you know I think there's so many people who walk into partnership and they give up because their partner isn't isn't giving them the love in the form that they had wished but had they asked they probably the partner probably would have lovingly shifted into doing that like you know touching your shoulders more or giving you a kiss on the forehead or whatever you're desiring right like it's just a matter of actually stepping out and asking for it okay two things from this is that i actually learned this from your amazing facebook group shameless plug if Anything that we're saying is resonating with you. You have to join Jenna's Facebook group. Um, and we'll, we'll post it in the description below. Um, but basically, you made one post about, like, asking for what you need. And, like, like during, like, intimacy or anything, just being like, oh, I really love when you do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been super helpful for me just to kind of navigate instead of, like, can you do this? It's like, like I, I, I will do that if it's needed. But also, when they're doing something that's like you really like um and want them to do more instead of being like do that for me more I really love being like oh I love when you do that like that's so nice it makes me so happy or like that like really turns me on or something like this like Mm -hmm. I that has been super helpful so I love that tip from you and then I was also going to say something about something but I forget now (laughs) um but I also yeah well, I want to speak on that because I think a lot of women oh okay I remember what I was gonna say um mm-hmm. about the love language thing I find a lot of women they'll be like oh well he doesn't do this and I'm like well he might not know that you need that and I've talked yeah. to a lot of men too who have like exited out of partnerships and been like he's like, they're like I was doing everything for them like I was making them dinner I was cleaning up the house da, da, da. and the women will be like well he wasn't doing anything for me he wasn't telling me that I was beautiful he wasn't telling me that he loved me so there was such a disconnect right because like the man in his mind was doing everything but the women didn't receive love by acts of service so she's like he doesn't love me and I can actually look back at partnerships of like oh like that's what happened there and so how can how do you think women or anyone, men, women, like in partnerships, like what is the best way to navigate this? Is it just taking that love language quiz and kind of seeing if there's a disconnect or a connect there? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even have to be the quiz. Like it can just be um, sitting down for an honest conversation over, you know, a cocktail or like in the evening, like turning off the TV and just sitting with each other. Like what's what's one of my favorite things to ask is just like what's real and present on your heart right now like what's what's going on with Marley you know like what's what's there Mm -hmm. um and allowing your partner the space to actually just say what's real for them and you holding a steady ship to allow what they have to say to come in without being triggered like without immediately having judgment because you know sometimes partnership there's a ton of triggers right there's a ton of things that feel um heavy or sticky or there could be conflict that arises but actually a very divine masculine quality which you and I can embody or any any female any male can embody um any other gender as well can actually just hold steady in the ship and allow what needs to come in to come so if you think of a beautiful big yacht you know it's pressing against all the water like water is a huge force to be reckoned with right and the waves are coming to hit the side of the boats but the the boat is holding its structure and I love that visual to think of divine masculine because um you can think of 
in um, women in particular, we our emotions are so they can they can ride right. They can be a a bit of a um, rocky sea, if you will, right? Yep. <laughs> and um, not having judgment for that and allowing your, to say to your partner like, "This is how I'm feeling right now." And, and less of, this is what you're doing. This is, you are, and you, 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 and more or less me, you know, saying what's real for you without it being about them, I think is a really huge part. So sitting down, just having that real conversation of what's real. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention when you were talking about, um, you know, people exiting partnerships when they didn't feel like their needs were being met is um, men in particular, when um, they're doing something that you appreciate or you want more of to exaggerate your, um, pleasure is important. So say he just came home with dinner and, um, you know, you were really exhausted that day. You didn't want to cook and he surprised you with some takeout and you're like, okay, thank God. I don't have to cook tonight. Like this is such a relief. And you just give him a peck on the cheek. You're like, thanks for bringing home dinner. And then you go and you sit in front of the TV and eat it. That's, you know, nice, but what would, what he would receive better in his masculine mind, because masculine, they love that direction. They love that channeled energy. They love, um, that, that affirmation is you to actually almost animate what you feel. So giving a big baby, thank you. Thank you so much. Like, I'm so appreciative, like a big juicy kiss, like a big squeeze, you know, running, jumping up. And it can feel a little bit maybe funny for you, right? But if those are your true emotions, just kind of bring them to the surface a little bit more, like exaggerate them a little bit more, because then that's going to lock it in his brain that, okay, this is how she's receiving me. This is good. You know, this is um, a positive moving forward. And so that's really important too, you know, in sex or in intimacy, like if he, if your partner is doing something that you really enjoy, like that is, that feels good, that looks good, whatever it may be, is animating your, your pleasure, your joy for whatever that is, is like super, super helpful, um, in partnership and, and healthy communication. Okay. That is such a good juicy tip. I'm really going to do that. Um, I thought of, okay, something came up when I was triggered and then, um, I was definitely in my wounded feminine, so we can talk about that. Okay. Um, so it was, like, it was definitely not an argument, but my partner said something that, like, he didn't, he thought was a joke, but I took very seriously, and I will preface to say that I was, like, getting my period, so it was highly yeah. emotional, and I think in any other experience, I would have laughed with him, but I was, like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, I was, like, no, and then... I got really quiet and didn't say anything. But in my mind, what I would want to receive was like, oh, are you okay? Like, like touchy, feel like, whereas, and after talking about this, we realized that we, if there's ever like a fight or like a misunderstanding, like I want to immediately talk about it, whereas he wants space. So mm. that we've talked about and realized, okay, we need to be there for each other and do something that's like not what we would usually do um and then in that moment like because he knew I was really upset and I wasn't speaking to him and I was like we had plans and I was like let's just like do that another day and he was like holy shit so he's like, he's like okay and got up and like he's like okay I'll see you later and left and I was so upset because I was like oh my god he just like left me and 
and then that was like triggered abandonment and like I was just like so sad for the rest of the day and it really affected me so and then obviously he actually he made up for it really well (laughs) but he but in that moment I felt very triggered and like very abandoned and I think I think I was like why do I feel so sad right now I actually was able to recognize that but I was like it's abandonment like that's how I felt even though and then after talking about it I was like you left he's like well I thought you just wanted space to talk about it and like think about it I'm like no <laughs> like no that's definitely not what I wanted and yeah. so it was just really interesting to learn that like he's like that's what I would have wanted and I'm like oh okay good to know like I would because I would be like are you okay are you okay and he would be like can you I just need space and then I would actually be upset because I would think that he didn't I didn't feel good enough or I, I he didn't love me anymore or something like this so yeah basically I've learned being in a partnership that it's like a lot of learning to do and you're just you're you're bringing your life and all your past and all your trauma and all your triggers to another human like what like I don't know I'm with my partner basically every day so it's like so it's like every day having to like kind of like things will come up it's like okay no (laughs) this is just a trigger this is not real like and working through that but it's definitely it's definitely interesting I think it shows you a lot about yourself even though you're with someone else like I think it can bring up a lot it definitely has for me like and wanting to be a good partner you have to do the work on yourself as well Mm -hmm. yeah two things that came working with you is so (laughs) important yeah yeah two things that came up when you were speaking one is um just a sidebar that the book attached about attachment styles in partnership is really helpful um so like you know there is an avoidant and there isn't a anxious um attachment style and you know it sounded like a lot he was more of the avoidant in that conflict because he needs the space to collect his thoughts and retreat from the situation to kind of gather himself and then it sounds like more of that you coming from the anxious place where you want to resolve that right then and there and you rather speak about it even though it may cause tension or um, a, a challenging conversation you're 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 wanting that attachment in that moment um, rather than that retreat and um, it sounds uh, the other thing I wanted to say was you did everything right like in that situation you could feel the wound coming through or you felt you know you were in that energy that you weren't super um, you knew wasn't the expansive energy you wanted to be in you had the awareness to say okay like this is why and then you dug that extra layer deep to say it's not just about my partner at this point it's actually an abandonment that's deeper and prior to actually meeting my partner so there is like so many levels there to depth that um you took the right steps right and there's and there's so much healing and having even that little that nugget to move forward with um and the last thing I wanted to say on that topic was like learning your partner's way in which they want to um be communicated with or handle situations especially like conflict takes a long time and we don't always get it perfect I've been in partnership um you know now with my partner for almost seven years and it was still sometimes we get into places where like there's a there's a thing that comes up and you know what happens is that thing always comes up when I'm exhausted or my energy is depleted or I haven't been taking care of my core self and I'm leaning too far heavily on him to take care of me um, or I'm just not nurturing my own emotional body. That's when those things can come up and rear their ugly head where it's like 
okay, something from the past that, yes, we've talked about multiple times before and we thought we've kind of grown past can rear its head because it's still a part of you, right? And even though we do the work and we try and transmute and we we do what's necessary to move forward, still things can linger because we are human. Like there has to be that grace. Oh my God, definitely. I notice a lot, like when I'll like, feel like I want to like start a thing I'm like no no I'm just tired I'm exhausted like I just need to go to bed and yeah definitely it's like I always love the theory of like coming to someone with as a full cup and not relying on them to fill up your cup because I think that's when a lot of like unbalances or like definitely I've worked through a lot of things with anxious attachment but a lot of those like, attachment things because you're relying on that person to make you feel full and make you feel loved when it's like in order to feel 100% loved like that starts with yourself and I know it sounds so cheesy but I've it's really so true though yeah yeah the reason it's cheesy yeah like I feel like I really have been trying to work on that definitely before I actually like I want to do a whole podcast actually how I manifested my partner but definitely before meeting him I had to work a lot on self-love and I, I heard from everyone basically like he's not going to come through until you fully love yourself and until you actually just stop looking and literally I did that and a week later I met my partner and I was like whoa that was fast <laughs> yeah, yeah I love that so yeah okay so this is a perfect time to ask you um my next question and it's a bit of a segue but I know mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners are business owners so I'd love to know like as a business owner who and speaking from myself like who's constantly in their masculine I know how important it is to tap into your feminine because for me I think I was like well I love being my masculine as a business owner because it's like it drives me it pushes me forward and I'm actually like a bit scared when people are like no you have to like transition to your feminine because I'm like I'm gonna lose that like drive passion and like in my mind, being in your feminine is, like, kind of just, like, chilling, and and I know this is so wrong, this is so wrong, but this is, like, my perception, and, like, based off, like, what I've been told and what I've been reading, so I know it's not true, um, so I just want to know, like, how important is it as women to, you know, and I'm asking this as a question that, like, has an obvious answer, but I really want to hear what you say about it it's like obviously women need to slow down and tap into your feminine but like how important is that really well I think in business like I mean this is so common and you're not the only I mean every woman that I every woman that I work with inside of my um, private client base like that has a business or has some a significant amount of autonomy over their work um has this quality like has this concern if they're new to the masculine and feminine um and I think Marley something about you is like you you embody both so beautifully like you're not you're not a masculine like sure you get stuff done and you are very effective at getting your work done and you've been able to scale things very fast and but you wouldn't be able to have the abundance that you've been able to have you wouldn't have been able to um you probably wouldn't be able to design the way that you are able to design um to create beautiful pieces of art for people's websites um to be able to manifest the way that you have or channel you know your workshop I watched you do your workshop um and it was just complete like like magic what you did 
you couldn't do those things if you didn't have your if your divine feminine in you we that divine feminine is where creativity comes from it's where intuition comes from it's where the downloads are it's where um all the juicy stuff is truly so I want to give you that reflection because I think that's important. I think you're putting way too much pressure on yourself to say like, I have to be this certain way when it's not at all. I think you're dancing between these energies so lovely in your life. Um, and that's probably a huge part of how you were able to attract, um, you know, your hunk, like a, a beautiful masculine <laughs> man who loves and adores you, right? Like I, you can't do that if you were in like a selfish hustle like you know all those qualities that I was reading before an arrogant um type of way you know someone's not going to soften into your corner if that's how you're always presenting so there's that piece um but yeah the, for women in business it's super important that you just take some time for yourself to be able to come back home into your body um because that's gonna uh allow you to almost like heighten your bullshit radar in your business, you know, when your intuition's there, you're not going to hire the coach. That's not, you know, that's not going to help you actually move forward in your business or not hire the employee who's really, truly um, actually just looking to leech off of maybe stealing whatever, you know, resources you have within your business or um, pitching a client, a, a price that you know is uh, out of integrity. That's not what you should be doing. Right. So, there's a huge part of our, our divine feminine that is really that um, empathetic piece that's going to help us be soul-led entrepreneurs, um, which makes our business feel good. I did a whole training um, recently for one of my teams that I manage, and I was saying, you know, like building a business in integrity, it takes following your values, um, and knowing your values is a feminine trait to be able to be clear about what your business is. So for any woman who's listening to this, who owns a business, outline the five things in which you think are your values for your business. What are the things that you stand for? What are the things you won't stand for? Um, and what is what really sets your heart and soul on fire? And knowing those things. So for me, um, like love is one of the, my top um, values. And so everything I do, I'm making sure that I'm pouring love back into other people that is like so important for me. So when the whole Black Lives Matter movement started, I took a huge step back from my businesses just to say, um, how am I making sure that there's diversity and inclusion in here so that all people feel like there's space for them to be loved in my corner? And that is massive for business owners, right? To be able to have that awareness, um, to check in with themselves, uh, to come back home to their bodies and their own intuition, to be able to guide them because that's how you're going to scale. That's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to attract massive abundance. Um, and when we're talking about polarity, we can chat about this if we have time, but polarity is really important for intimacy. You know, we're attracted to the opposite. Um, and you can do that in a same-sex relationship as well. One partner can be holding a more masculine energy and one can be holding a more feminine energy and have the same genitals. Um, but masculine is money and feminine is you. So that you're, you want to attract abundance, you need to be in that receivership. You need to open yourself up to actually receive that abundance in. And if you are in your wounded feminine you're going to have a or wounded masculine, you're going to have a hard time actually bringing money in because there's no, there's nothing opening and receiving to that abundance. Right. Wow. That's so interesting. 
Yeah, let's talk about the polarity. So when you mean that you're attracting the opposite, what do you mean by that? So if you think of hot sex, like um, in a film, uh, there's typically what's depicted is a, a masculine hunky dude and a more submissive, um, you know, sexually charged female. Like she, you know, maybe dressed really um, put together. She's adorned herself, you know, lipstick, her hair down. Um, maybe she's wearing flowy dress or like a tight thing that uh, that accentuates her body, right? And then there's this hot there's this hot chemistry because the male ravishes the female, and it really takes her kind of like rustles her around a bit like that is what's depicted a lot not only in you know our dramas that we watch on tv but also in porn so if we think of hot chemistry we need both the masculine and the feminine in order to create that dynamic um so you may find yourself i don't know if you've ever been in this position where maybe your partner's done something that um kind of makes you cringe a little bit like maybe they do a baby voice and you're like Mm, not for me like that's not gonna work or um maybe they are um gossiping and you're like that's just not sexy like there's nothing cute about that like I would not touch you right now that kind of thing um so we need that that polarity and this is important for business owners as well too if they're in partnership you know there's a point in your day where you're gonna take your business hat off Because in your day, when you're managing things, you're putting out fires, you're on client calls, you're on, you're coaching, you're doing all the things, right? There's a point where you don't want to be that for your partner. You don't want to, you know, show up and manage them. You don't want to be the person who's telling them what to do and how to be or what to, how to act, right? So it's almost like at the end of having a office hours where you actually shut down and you rest and recalibrate your body, shutting down the computer and choosing to soften, choosing to relax into your own body. Maybe that's um, putting on some soft music. Maybe that's dancing a little bit. Maybe that's taking a warm shower and just rinsing your body clear of the day's work. Maybe that's um, cooking dinner. Like that's a huge mindfulness activity is cooking dinner, um, eating uh, you know, sitting with your your partner or alone and just enjoying a nourishing meal, something to switch off of that doing brain and more into the being mm-hmm. brain. Okay, so I was and then oh, wait, that, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, that's gonna allow that polarity to exist, so that you're not coming into bed with your man or your partner, and um, like, uh, what's the word when magnets don't deflect? Magnets don't go together. <laughs> yeah, like repelling each other right because if you come in hot and heavy at in your masculine energy and he's also that you you two aren't gonna so what are ways like you meant so would this be like I wanted to ask you this earlier that to get into that divine feminine tap into that is this ways that you just mentioned like taking a nice shower having a nice bath just slowing down are there any other ways that like Mm -hmm. if women are on the call or listen to this right now they're like oh yeah I definitely need to find a way that like after at the end of the day I need to like tap like more tap into that feminine so when I meet my partner we're meeting each other in that sexy magnetic way like what are ways that is it it just is this the ones that you just mentioned or are there more ways that women can do this yeah all of those ones would be helpful like anything that's taking you from the 
doing into the being, um, whatever that looks and feels best for you. Um, another huge thing um, is breath, sound, and movement. So moving into your body, um, whatever, like there's so many ways of doing it in which you could could activate the breath, sound, and movement, but that is going to help you come back into your body rather than being forward facing and doing all the things to all, for all the peoples. Um, anything that's going to relax your nervous system. So breath work, breathing in general, yin yoga, um, bathing. So bathing or showering, just cleansing off the energy of the day. Um, laying on the ground is like a really simple one or just laying on your bed, just kind of like hand on heart, hand on belly, just a few deep breaths to come back into your body um, and to check in with yourself. Another really good one is just having the boundary to say like 7.30, it's actually the end of my work day and not going on your phone to answer a few quick emails or when your partner is, you know, giving you a glass of wine, like you still answer your DMs and him being like, or her being like, well, hun, like I thought we were going to chat. I thought we were going to do this. I thought we're going to watch the show. Right. Um, and that's another thing. Like if you're going to watch TV or a movie as a relaxing thing with your partner, be present. Like don't scroll your phone. Don't try and do a bunch of things at once. The beauty of being a woman is we actually can really do a couple things effectively at once. Um, but giving that a break, like just actually cuddling up um, and leaving your phone maybe off in another room or just turning down the notifications so it's it's the end of your day that boundary is going to help really hold the container for you to be instead of the do okay that's amazing and i just want to ask you one more one last question so the cell phone um it's not sexy it's not sexy in the bed it's not sexy when you're watching tv like so how if you're like in a situation where let's say you are sitting on the couch and your partner's like still texting or still doing work or like what do you think would be the best way to navigate that in like the nicest most loving way to be like the, like how do you set that boundary to be like um listen can you look at me and not instagram <laughs> mm-hmm. i think one of the things one of the approaches would just be asking for it like um you know, whatever you refer to your partner as, but saying, Hey love, like I really would love your attention right now. Um, I had something on my heart I wanted to share with you, or I wanted to connect, um, in a not confrontational way. So I think a lot of people do that wrong where they think, okay, I want to ask for what I desire, but then they come in all hot and heavy and they say, well, why aren't you listening to me? Why aren't you paying attention? You're just texting. Right. And, and that's a triggered response, yeah. but a, from a loving response would just be, babe, like I, I um, would love to spend some time with you. Like, would you want to go for a walk together? Um, I want to connect right now because that's truly is what your heart desires is that connection is that love is that intimacy. Um, but you're being triggered by the action. So if you can come back home to what is actually just real for you and your desire and speak your desire rather than speak what they're doing. And that's, again, circling back to speaking more about you than saying what they are doing. And that's, you know, that's taught in so many different dynamics when you're trying to give people feedback, right? Um, That would be one of the biggest things. The other thing is, is to turn on your sensuality and actually kind of like tease or play with your partner. Um, Like you could, you could be playful and um, 
walk into uh, like a sexual dynamic with them. Maybe they're on their phone and you like put your hand on their on their lap and actually start to engage in some like fun play if that's what you're in the mood for, right? Or um, you know, kiss their ear, or their neck, and say like, I can't wait for you to finish that message or that game or whatever you're doing. Let's go play, you know, and and engage in some type of um, action in which you would like to you'd like to follow through. But the biggest thing I want to say there is don't use that as a tool to get your way if you don't desire that. So if you're not in- interested in engaging in something sexually or having intimacy in that moment in terms of physical touch, then don't use that as like a weapon for say to get your way. Um, because then you'll, you'll ruin it for yourself moving forward. You won't be trusted in that dynamic. But um, if you were to kneel down in front of your partner as they were like sitting on the couch um, and uh, take whatever action you wish in that moment, then you could, you know, really create a fun, playful moment together where they were like yeah fuck I don't need to look at yeah. what what Instagram yeah. or Fortnite or whatever's on their phone yeah. right that's a, that's really good advice and I'm just laughing because I was like I love the, the idea of a weapon just like like look at me and then okay never mind it's like it's just so funny this that visualization but no that's such good advice mm-hmm. um and I think it's just so important really just like I think the whole thing of it is just coming at it from not a triggered response because it's so easy to Mm. come at so many different things from a triggered response because the reason I asked about the cell phone is I feel just like the cell phone is just so embedded in our lives now and that sometimes like I could be like wait why are you like on your phone right now like we're not spending time together Uh, but I'm just as guilty Mm -hmm. as it because like obviously I live on my phone because my work is on my phone and it's such a bad spiral because it's it's like I I always have to be on but at the same time I need to be like taking time away to be fully connected to other people because I can't you can't really fully connect to someone when you're like texting like there's nothing worse when you're trying to talk Mm -hmm. to someone and they start texting it's like okay well you're not listening (laughs) um so yeah Mm -hmm. that is amazing advice thank you for that and thank you so much for coming on this. Like, I am going to listen to this over. I feel like there's so many gems. And I hope people, well, I know people will gain value from this. And I know after listening to this, if you haven't met Jenna, you are just going to fall in love with her like everyone does. So where can people find you if when this resonates with people and people want to work with you? Um, how can they connect with you? And We'll leave the links to like your Instagram obviously below and your Facebook group and whatever else you'd like to share. Yeah, I'm most present on my Instagram, which is at Jeaner Mill. So J-E-A-N-E-R Mill, M-I-L-L. Um, and then my Facebook group as well is a beautiful free community where we do get a little bit juicier than what happens on the gram. Um, the gram really censors content. So does Facebook, but um, you can kind of get away with a little bit more in a private community. So um, if you want to learn some behind the scenes juicy stuff, I invite you into there. It's not for the faint of heart. We definitely do talk about sex um, and all things intimacy, but it's super fun. Um, and then if you're desiring more uh, of me and you want to go deeper with your own personal uh, dynamic then we can do some one-on-one coaching as well and you can just send me a dm on instagram is the best way to get in touch with me and unfortunately jenna has an event on monday so it will happen before this episode goes up but yeah jenna also does like 
really amazing workshops and events. So definitely follow her on Instagram so you can be up to date on the next one. I'm so excited for that event. Yeah. And yeah, um, thanks so much for coming on, Jenna. Um, people, I want to have you back on and we can do like a full sex one because I feel like that's what the people want to yeah, know. Let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah, they can leave their questions, yes. right, with you and we can get yes. into it. So if anyone listens to this episode and is like, wait, I need to know, like, like, like you're on the, on the playground with Jenna. <laughs> what does this mean? What was <laughs> happening here? Send us both a message and I'll keep them. I'll screenshot them. And then for the next episode, we can get, we can get down and dirty. <laughs> okay, that'll be juicy. Good. All right. Well, thank you so much. And thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.